Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for listening. Welcome to episode number 47 of Journal Talk. This is the only free podcast that features tips, tools, and techniques to inspire your best journal writing. Today, I'm going to take a risk, and I'm going to be a little more vulnerable with you than usual, and I'm going to share some things I'm not so proud of. For starters, one thing is I'm not really completely comfortable inside my own body yet. I started off the year 2014 50 pounds overweight, and I have lost a little bit over the course of the year, but I'm still not where I want to be. And, you know, there were a few years in my late 20s when I really did feel very comfortable in my own skin, and I've put on a little weight since then every year. (laughs) Every year since then, I've put on a little more. And I'm just trying to carve it back just a little bit at a time. And today, one of the things on the top of my New Year's resolution list every year is just taking better care of my body, being conscious of my exercise and my diet, and really loving myself, loving my skin, loving my bones, loving my fat, (laughs) loving my muscle. And I've gone through periods where I get very focused on it and I make great progress And there are times when I lose focus, too, and I have to remind myself, you know, how how to get back into that. I'm probably not the only person with this back and forth routine, am I? I hope I am. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I sense there's a lot of people out there. And I know it's very true. I am absolutely sure that journal writing is something that helps me with this. I'm aware of a lot of different ways to use journal writing. And for one thing, I've used the food journal where I just list out, you know, the things I eat and the exercise journal, just writing out my physical activities. I found that these are two very extremely helpful ways uh, for raising my awareness about what I do, keeping my eyes open instead of just letting my subconscious habits take over keeping a log, even if you don't put any other commentary or any other psycho babble or anything else along with it, if you just keep a maintain a log of the facts, it's a great way that my journal has helped me. But there are many other ways that journaling can help on the physical level with your body and your weight and your exercise and diet. And I'm going to name just a few ideas here. You can take which ones you like. And if you know some others, I'd invite you to post them on the comment section for this episode. The address for this episode is writeforlife.us slash bodyjournaling. And please let me know what you think of these ideas and add any others that you would like to share. I really look forward to reading them. This is something high on my list for the 2015 year. And I really think, you know, this is all about inspiring each other, helping each other, using journal writing to get fit and keep our bodies in good physical shape. So here's a couple of ideas, three ideas. Number one is the dialogue with body. One of the most powerful writing exercises that I did in the Ira Progoff 
intensive journaling workshop was I had a dialogue with my belly and I just, I wrote out two parts of the conversation, my part of the conversation talking to my belly and and we talked about what's going on between us and what we both want and how we can both help each other. And just having that was very meaningful, definitely helped me to be more conscientious of how I eat, how much I eat, what kinds of foods that I eat. A second idea for journal writing is using gratitude and blessings. And this is, you know, a lot of people talk about gratitude journaling and this is kind of a blend of you of body journaling with gratitude. This one is simply writing out a special blessing for each body part that that you have issue with or that you that you want to bless. You don't even have to have issue with it. Just go through your body. You can do it in a week, you could do over a 15-day period, you can do whatever however you want to break it out where each day I would write a journal entry to one specific body part like my thighs or my pectoral muscles or even even my glutes, my butt. And rather than criticizing in that journal entry, I would spend the time in that journal to love that part of my body, to thank that part of my body, express gratitude for what that part of my body is doing, the miracle that that part of my body is performing in keeping my overall health and my overall body in good shape and the role that it that it plays in making my life a life. It has integrity. So that's gratitude and blessing. The third idea is something we're going to talk about a little bit more with my guest today. It's yoga journaling. And I borrowed this concept from John Lee's book, Writing from the Body. It's written for writers, artists, and dreamers who long to free their voice. And this book includes some great exercises and ideas about using your body to find creativity. And specifically, I like the idea of doing stretches and flexes. So it's not quite yoga, but even if you're at home or even if you're sitting at, at and watching television or if you're at work at the computer all day, one idea is to do stretches and flexes, doing nothing else with your mind but just listening to your body while you do your stretches. So you can stretch your arms, stretch your legs, do some bends, do some stretches. If you want to do some light exercises, do that for 10 or 15 minutes and then write down what you notice that your body and your mind are saying. Whatever you notice that that's going on in your mind or you're listening to your body. And you know, I used to think that that I hated exercise. And I used to treat exercise and stretching and going to the gym as a chore. And every time I do a set of these mindfulness exercises where I'm, where I'm stretching or doing a, a I call it yoga journaling because I don't know any other word for it. Whenever I do this routine, I am so surprised and delighted to find that my body actually enjoys that feeling of being stretched and being used. So I don't know why I don't I you know I don't know why I think that I don't like exercise. My body always says how much I love exercise. It's a great way. And th these are just a few ideas about journaling with your body. 
to help inspire us and to shed some of that holiday weight, perhaps, that we've gained. Or it's, it could be used just to be more loving to ourselves. My guest on this episode of Journal Talk has several more ideas on this subject, and I'd like you to meet her in just a moment. Her name is Luisa Tano, and she has a wide range of creative things that she is good at. Luisa does yoga. She is a yoga instructor. She's a meditation instructor. She's a creative journaling hostess, a singer and songwriter, dance teacher, choreographer, blogger, and massage therapist. And at the heart of all those things, even though they sound very different, Luisa has found a common thread that she calls inspiration. And she just enjoys, you'll hear, she enjoys encouraging people to move their bodies, move their spirits, light up their lives, helping people express themselves authentically and ignite their joy. And I'm really happy to introduce you to Luisa Tano by sharing with you a conversation I had with her about the connections between all of these different activities and journal writing and body movement. Please enjoy. Well, I am very pleased to have with us today somebody who is full force in the creative arts, a yoga teacher, a dance teacher, a writer, and a musician, somebody who's really in the thrust of all those great creative juices. My guest today is Luisa Tano. Luisa, welcome to Journal Talk. Thank you so much, Nathan. What a treat to be here with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad we've connected and uh, can't wait to talk and share about all things creative and journal writing. Some of my favorite things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> First, tell us a little bit about what you do. I've mentioned a couple of things, but what is your, what is your thrust? What is your service to the world? So I, have, I do a lot of dif- disparate things or seemingly disparate things. I teach yoga mostly in private practice which is a delight because I get to really work with people individually to see where they're at and sort of see what what tools and what methods can serve them best to sort of find their path creatively or just their passion or even something as simple as just their, you know, alignment and their yoga practice, Mm -hmm. which is not so simple, actually. (laughs) You're you're talking to somebody who really needs individual practice with yoga. I've gone to some of those classes where, you know, there's 12 or 15 people in the room and I'm the one that tries to find out, you know, where can I sit so that I'm not visible but with all those mirrors around? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, right? I, I am very inflexible. My body mm. does not want to do most of those positions and I'm usually yeah. very embarrassed. So yeah, I could use some individual coaching. <laughs> yeah, because it can be intimidating, right? Yes. Yeah, but every time someone tells me that they're not flexible and so they have a hard time doing yoga, of course the thing I say is that's exactly why you should come to do some yoga. <laughs> you know? Yes. Don't let that be your excuse. But yes, working people uh, with people privately like that does allow me and them to really focus on on what they want, you know, what mm-hmm. they're looking for, how this can help them spiritually, physically, emotionally, because mm-hmm. it, it does that on all levels, just like journaling, just like dance, actually, I think, too, you know. Yeah, I love how you, you've talked a little bit about how all those things are connected. What mm-hmm. uh, Share with us some of those connecting forces between yeah. yoga, dancing, and writing. So they're all forms of expression, primarily. The thing that I came to 
in yoga that made me really fall in love with it is that it's not just movement to get us our bodies fit. It's movement that has intention behind it and allows us to express ourselves through movement. When we write in our journals, it's such a wonderful outlet, as you well know, for expressing yourself in mm-hmm. word or even just processing thought. It doesn't have to be a, a composed piece of writing for it to have value. It's the process of just letting some of your emotions go out into the paper that can be so valuable. Mm-hmm. And then dance is the same thing. You know, there's a it's a little bit more of an art form specifically. So, you know, if you're dancing for a performance, you're you're moving in a very specific way to serve the story. But if you're dancing for yourself, you're moving in a very specific way to serve your own story, you know, to learn a little bit about yourself mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. to express yourself. Where maybe sometimes words are difficult, movement can help you express yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the concepts that you brought up is awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. When I work with people in any of these realms, the key to know, you know, to sort of growth is awareness of where you're at right now. Awareness of your bodies. Sometimes you, people come into my yoga studio and they have humped, slunched shoulders and, you know, they're collapsed into their lower back and they're uncomfortable in their bodies, but they're not aware as to why they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so just a few postural adjustments can be a revelation because <laughs> suddenly they're they're more comfortable. Their pain is dissipated just by being aware of how they're carrying themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. It can be very powerful. And and journal writing too, you know, if you let yourself just write sort of stream of consciously, mm-hmm. things will come up, um, patterns of thought or emotions that maybe you weren't very consciously aware of. But bringing them to the surface can help you to, you know, address them and to really identify them. Yes. And, and I think that's really, really valuable, right? Yes, yes. You know, I often say to people that a journaling is mostly about noticing, you know, yeah. noticing a flower, noticing what you notice about the flower, noticing, you know, where you are, noticing your breathing, no- noticing and just recording anything that you are aware of. And if I take that and apply it to my body, I could probably do a lot better in yoga. Yeah. And you'd probably have a lot more fun too, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And be less self-conscious too, I would imagine, because I, because I would, I would acknowledge that I am wherever I am and that's okay for where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be more focused on you and less worried about what anyone in the room might be thinking about, which frankly, they're thinking about themselves too. But you know, that, that self-consciousness yes. the experience. Yes, yes. If we're focused, like you said, on, on the flower and the essence of the flower, some of those distractions can just sort of melt away. You yes. know, and you can really become present, which is one of the, the best gifts of yoga or writing is to just be present with where you're at right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to experience that fully. Yes, yes, that's great. Yeah. Tell us about some of what, what you've accomplished, what you've been able to, and, and tell us how, how do you get into a career of all these things? Yeah, you know, I, I would love to tell you that I had this great master plan about all of this, but you know, life doesn't always work that way, I find. And in, in so many ways, I, I sort of stumbled upon yoga specifically, and then that work has led me to some of these other things. But it all prior to yoga started with just a love of, of creative expression. I, I loved dance as a kid. It was really my big passion. It was such a wonderful outlet and a little bit of a sanctuary for me, you know, because when I was dancing, I really felt I was who I was. I felt very comfortable with who I was, where, mm. you know, on the school ground, not so much, you know, mm-hmm, it was a little mm-hmm. more challenging for me. 
And then I loved music and theater. And so that was really um, my primary focus. And that's where I really wanted my career to move into. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to do less dance, I sort of fell into yoga. And it was such a natural way to continue that wonderful like, connected movement, as we talked about, in a, in a different way. And then, you know, I was teaching dance at a studio that also taught yoga. And I really just sort of tripped and fell into being a yoga teacher. Mm. <laughs> because I was teaching dance, I really started to have an affinity for yoga. And so I started to teach some classes. And that just opened up this whole wonderful uh, window of yeah. opportunity for me and of learning for me. Yeah. What, what classes do you teach? What are your main courses? In terms of dance and yoga? Mm -hmm. Or any of it, all of it. Yeah. So I used to do more group yoga classes, but now I do just one-on-one -on -one yoga in mm -hmm. private practice. Mm -hmm. And then I teach a group dance class that is really kind of like the style of an aerobics class in format, but okay. it's dance. It's okay. dance. Like it's that joy. Jamba, like what's that latest thing? Zumba. Zumba, Zumba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> similar to that. Okay. And, and it's, you know, people can follow along. The people who take my class, you don't have to be a dancer to take the class. Not in a professional sense, but everybody can dance. Any, everyone can express themselves through movement. And I really love to teach a class that has a focus on joyful movement, mm. you know, personal expression. I don't want us all to look the same. I want everyone to dance the way they feel. You know, yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of it. So. Yeah. And then the writing, the journaling workshops really were born of, of both of those things, actually. I started to want to incorporate some journal writing into one of my yoga classes because every time I would practice yoga or dance, I'd get all these ideas, you know, or all mm. these in insights. <laughs> it's like, mm. it would just like fall from the sky, these wonderful insights. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I'd be driving home and I'm like, where was that wonderful sense of inspiration that I felt just 20 <laughs> minutes ago? So I thought it'd be so fun to try to capture that a little bit in some writing. And so I toyed with that. But then from there, I decided that I would really like to work on developing specific journaling workshops where that, that was the focus. And, and combining creative writing with journaling, which is really what has become more of my signature. I see. I see. Have you ever thought of doing a journaling or a writing through the body kind of workshop where you do movement exercises and writing exercises in the same hour? Or Yes, I have thought of that. And the way that I incorporate, I did a yoga and journaling class for about six months. And I didn't do as specific of writing exercises as I do in my online journaling workshops. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that they're a wonderful combination. And I do have that idea for sure. Yeah. It, it hasn't quite manifested yet. It but seems I do like that's a whole idea. that's a whole venue and I would love to attend yeah. one of those, especially since I'm really strong in one and really weak in the other. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to kind of use the one as the crutch to help me through the yeah. other one. <laughs> yeah, what a great blend, right? Yes, you yeah. bring something that you feel comfortable with combined with something that's a little scary, yes. which is gonna make the writing more rich, right? Because exactly. you're dealing with your vulnerability and that's always a good source for yeah. learning about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do you have any example testimonials or something? Uh, so, what have people been talking about when they attend your workshops? Yeah, well, the, all the workshops are done um, through my website. And so we do it through email and through, you know, shared pages on the site. Oh, good. Okay. When I first decided to develop uh, Expressions, which is my 21-day creative journaling workshop, which is sort of the core of what, of what I offer, I, I got a test group together, about 10 
people Mm -hmm. and just ask them to please participate with me. I have this idea. I want to see what it is and if it's anything at all. And they were so wonderful and there was so much participation. And what was really remarkable for me is I did a combination of more creative writing type of prompts and then a little bit more what I would call introspective types of prompts. Mm. And and with both, people had such wonderful responses to that. So I can give you an example of one of those exercises that people just it was like exciting, you know, to see. Sure. So it, is that okay? Is that yeah, like yeah. Always. My the listeners, <laughs> I get feedback from about these journal talk episodes and people say we want more exercises. Give yeah. us more activities. Okay. Uh, ideas for what to do to play in their journals. Yes, they love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's one that I do, the exercise is called I can slash I can't. And so what I have them do, or what I, you know, ask them to do through their through the email and through the assignment on the website is to at the top of one page write the word I can, the words I can, and then write nonstop stream of consciousness for the entire page about what you can do. Mm. And then at the top of the next page, write I can't, and then write nonstop, you know, pen to paper or stream of consciousness writing for the entire page of what you you know, can't do or what you believe you can't do, because that's really what it comes down to. Right. You know, it's not, no one's going to check your work (laughs) as to what you can or can't do. It's about your perception of it, right? Absolutely. And it was so exciting to hear people discover, you know, either being blocked into what they can do, which, you know, is something to really recognize about yourself if Mm -hmm. you feel that there's limitations about what you believe you can do. Mm -hmm. And also really interesting reactions to I can't. Some people got defensive, like, well, I should be able to do these things. Why can't I do them? You know, Mm -hmm. so it was very Mm -hmm. insightful for them to realize their expectation of themselves. And some people who felt like their can't list was like they could have gone on for multiple pages, which is you know a little heartbreaking in a sense, but also something that I think we can all relate to on some level and to just to have that realization to Mm -hmm. what their beliefs of what they can or can't do and how that manifests in their day-to-day life, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, it's not, it's not a skills test. It's not about whether or not you can do mathematics necessarily or, or, you know, make a quilt. It's, it becomes more about (laughs) what you believe emotionally about your abilities. Yes. So that was really a cool one. Yeah. And the things that are likely to come up on the page or on the pages for that exercise are things that you've already dealt with, recognized about yourself or wrestled with. Uh, The thing about a quilt would probably not show up for me on either page because I, 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 you know, I don't think very much about whether or not I can make a quilt. Sure. Yeah. Cause you don't care if you can make a quilt, right? It's not one of your issues. Right. So again, it's what, what's important to you. These, these types of exercises reveal what's really important. What do I care about? You know, what, what am I wrestling with? Exactly. And what beliefs do I have about myself that either serve me beautifully or don't? Mm. And if we can recognize both, you know, identify both those things that we believe about ourselves that really propel us forward, but also those that can hold us back or keep us from what we love. And it's important to recognize. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Super, super. Well, Louisa, I'd like to take a quick break for just a moment and share some news with the audience here, and then we'll be right back. And I'd love to get to know a little bit about when you started journaling and and some of your personal adventure, personal story coming into writing. Great. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast 
podcast featuring techniques, inspiration, and expert interviews for journal writing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach Nathan directly through email at nathan at easyjournaling.com. If you have a question for our Journal Talk Q&A session, please leave a voice message on the Journal Talk listener hotline at 1-805-751-6280. We'll send you a thank you gift if we feature your question on an episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks for sharing your voice. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Okay, and we're back with Louisa Tano, writer and musician and yoga instructor and teacher of all things creativity. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Sounds good. You were about to tell us how we get into a career where our lives are infused (laughs) with the gift of creativity. And I somehow, somehow we got off of that topic. Do you have any advice for us who want to make that really more and more a part of our lives? Yeah. Well, I, you know, and let me just say that as someone who does do this for her work and you know, there's always, I'm always still looking for ways to, to do it better or different or to, to make it, you know, work. So I, I will humbly give you some tips, but I think that it's, you know, what, one thing I can say about my life that I've been very proud of is that I've really done a good job of just walking my path and, and making my choices based on what was really calling me and what, mm. what I love, what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never stayed at a job just so that, I had a job, you know, I've always tried to look for more ways to, to sort of offer what I feel is the, I don't know, the purity of what I have to offer this world. Well, it sounds like you're aware of your gifts, you're aware of what lights you up, Uh, again, coming back to what's important to you. And rather than just letting that be a chapter in your journal, about what things light you up and what things, you know, turn you on, you've actually made it a practice to dig into those in real life and and explore, explore ways to make money doing those. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have done that that to, to lesser and more success through the years. (laughs) Uh And it's always a little bit of a, you know, what's next and and how to continue to make this work. But I, I do think that in terms of advice, really tapping into what you love to do and and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to make that a priority, which Mm -hmm. seems like a simple thing, but I know for many and sometimes even for myself, it's hard to give yourself permission to do that. It can seem, you know, culturally sometimes doing what you love can can be deemed a little irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) although I disagree with that, I understand that 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 is the world that we live in and it can make it difficult for us to sort of decide to take that leap. Yeah. Um, And so it's building confidence in trusting what you love and what what as you the term you use, what lights you up and then finding ways to just put your energy into that. And, 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 you know, there's always a, a way that somebody can benefit from what you really have to offer mm. there. I mean, I, I just believe that for all of us, you know, what you really truly have to offer this world is of great value. And that's, uh, can be monetary value, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, can, yeah. it can be something that you can get paid for and, uh, you know, make money at. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great reminder. That's a great reminder. Yeah. I am taking that to my journal tonight. Excellent. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Louisa, tell us about when you first started. I want to know two things. What what was your first job, you know, and then also when did you first start writing, you know, doing a keeping a diary or a journal for yourself? Like my very first job that I ever had? Sure. 
Oh, well, that was a waitress at the Belgian Waffle Works Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my first job getting paid to do, you know, something that was a little more in line with me was to, to teach dance class. And I actually started that very young. I didn't sustain that. I sort of taught it as a teenager and then, you know, went on to try and pursue it more professionally mm-hmm. for myself and then came back to dance. But I did have a time when I was, you know, 14 years old and I was teaching kids dance. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was a brief period in time. And it's funny because I haven't really thought about it until you just asked that question. <laughs> but it was it was a great way to sort of learn how to share what I love. Yes. But also to learn how to structure it, which is another piece in terms of moving forward, right? To yes. take what you love into the to the working world. Sometimes just getting a, a handle on structure is part of the challenge. It really is. And it, because that's what makes it more for lack of a better word, saleable, you know, if you, if you have steps, if you have, you know, here, I'm going to teach you the basics of, you know, whatever, then you have something that you can put out there to people. So yeah, yeah, structure is important. That was a good lesson to learn young, you know, to sort of have that piece of it. And then in terms of writing, I started to write in my journal as a, as a young, you know, youngster, teenager, but I also really loved to write stories as a kid and poems as a kid. Mm. It was such a, again, beautiful outlet. And I loved, I loved when someone would give us in school an assignment to sort of finish the sentence or, you know, give us a theme for a story. Cause I really loved having that creative challenge, you know, where it wasn't just like, okay, make up a story out of thin air, which, you know, I like to do that too, but I really responded well to someone giving me a topic or a little bit of a riddle mm-hmm. to, to write, to write about. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Little prompts. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. And I love that to this day. And that's one of my favorite things that I, that I offer in these workshops is some of these creative prompts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Share a couple of your favorite types of prompts. Yeah. So I love a prompt where, again, they give you or I'll give you the first sentence. And it's usually a short, subtle sentence like, you know, the window had been opened, period. Because Mm. you can go anywhere. Anywhere with that. Yeah. The window had been. And it could be the end. That could be the last sentence of a very interesting paragraph. Absolutely. (laughs) So right. <laughs> you give me more ideas. But yeah, that sort of thing. And then I also one of my favorite ones that I do is pairing two assignments together. So on one day we'll do a very stream of consciousness sort of all the morning pages, you know, Julia Cameron, your mm. morning pages, where we'll do, you know, write for two minutes or ten minutes, whatever it may be. And then I'll have them the next day circle like fifteen or twenty words from their previous day's writing. And I won't tell them what they're going to do with those words, but just to find words that they respond to. And then I'll give them an assignment to do using those words, which is Ah, really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A little building block uh, type assignment. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And it's really, you know, sometimes the writing in these workshops, I ask people not to share because it's just stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. But then there are some of the assignments like this one, for example, with the 15 words, where I encourage people if they're comfortable and only if they want to, to share on our shared webpage what they've created, because it's Mm. really delight to see what other people have come up with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. so inspiring. Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. It's insightful, because you're working with material that came from you and your stream of consciousness, but it's also very creative. You could take that and make a very interesting, you know, fictional story out of that. Uh, you can absolutely. do whatever. It's, uh, you can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's yeah, great. It's really, 
It's really fun. And that's, again, that just stems from what I love. You know, I mean, that's the sort of thing as a child. And even to this day, I love, I love to write stream of consciousness. And then I love that little creative challenge too. Mm -hmm. And I think that both are, can really serve you personally. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to be the next great creative writer. It's not about that at all. It's about acknowledging that your creativity is, is part of your spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, such a piece of who we are and we're all creative beings doesn't mean that we're all going to be you know painters or musicians or dancers but we all are creative and have something unique to express yes when you mentioned julia cameron too and that was one of the tenets of her philosophy was just that creativity and spirituality are one and the same thing you know that it, it is an expression of your of your soul of your spirit uh, yeah. to to create and to share. So I, I love that. Louisa, tell us, what are the top two or three benefits that you have experienced? And also, what do you hear people who take your workshops and, and go through these exercises? Summarize for us some of the top benefits. Yeah, so I can say for myself personally, when I'm in a regular journaling practice or, or writing practice mm-hmm. of any kind, actually, I, I feel like I have a lot more focus through the rest of the day. Mm. That some of those little thoughts that can be distracting or, you know, things that can pull you out of the moment in terms of your mind. <laughs> I feel if I, if I write regularly, if I allow myself to just sort of get what's going on there mentally out on paper, express that, that through the rest of the day, I, I'm able to be more focused and more present. And that's huge, mm. you know, mm. it's huge because then when you're in front of somebody, you're really in front of them. You know, you're not so distracted by your own, you know, wheels that turn and turn and turn. Yes. Uh, and I think that also it gets you clarity in terms of what what your your priorities are, what you love in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real benefit for me. And that continues to help fuel my path, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it changes, you know. Sometimes it can signal a shift is about to come for you where you feel like you need to make some changes. Yes. And sometimes during that shift and transition, it can be very confusing. Yeah. But writing and, and staying focused on what you it goes. It's, we're having a circular conversation here. When <laughs> back to back to staying, you know, staying in touch with what's really important to you yeah. and letting that guide you yeah. is is really beautiful. And what I love about people who start journaling through my workshops who aren't really active journalers who uh, for whom this is something that is new just the process of having an outlet to be able to express themselves at all for some Mm -hmm. people can really be transformational to know that 10 minutes a day with their notebook and their, their pen can Mm -hmm. really help them work through emotions or work through confusion. Like you said, if, if you're, you know, sort of in the middle of something that's Mm -hmm. causing you some struggle for people who've never had that experience to have such a trusty outlet like that, it's really exciting and and uh inspiring to see what what difference it makes yeah yeah where, where's your favorite place where do you like to write so in my little home office i plop myself on the floor <laughs> with my with my notebook and I, I i i just love that little space and it's once i sit down there i know where i'm what i'm there to do it's all very clear uh-huh. and then sometimes if i'm have a break during my day. I have several coffee shops that I call my office. And, um, <laughs> remote, remote office. <laughs> totally. They're the best. And, and I, you know, I can sit there with, again, notebook or sometimes I'll do writing on my laptop. I was going to ask, yeah, you've made a couple of mentions of paper and pen. I yeah. wonder how, how often do you use the computer and how does that serve you? 
when I am writing something that is going to be read by other people, like I'm really composing something, like one of my blog posts, for example, I, I do tend to be a little bit better on the laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a little quicker, and then I know that I can cut and paste and move things around yes. and edit. Yes. But when I'm when I'm doing more of what I would call classic journaling, I pen to paper is great, and oftentimes I can't read what I wrote, and and that's okay, you know, at least not every word, right? Because right. I think it's it, again, it goes back to the process of being able to just sort of get that stuff that's in your mind and in your body out, out. In, in a healthy way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't matter to me that it's a bunch of scribbles. And sometimes I can, you know, underline something that really like resonated with that day and, and go over it and make sure that I can come back to it and actually read what it said. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you have something that comes up, that's important for you to, to try to save yourself that little nugget is nice to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything that you would like, where, where can people go to reach you, find out more information and tell us about, you know, what, what to expect coming up for different kinds of workshops and what do you have to offer? Sure. Sure. So you can always find me on my website. It's luisatano.com and I'll spell that for you. L-U-I-S-A-T-A-N-N-O. Dot com and there you'll find my blog which I you know I write about things that inspire me and and then I have a creative journaling offering tab which has my upcoming workshops and again these are all done online I send emails out with links to private web page mm-hmm. with a daily assignment some of the uh, workshops are a little bit more of the creative writing focus and some of them are a little bit more of the introspective focus mm-hmm. but sort of, I like to do a, a blend so, of both, you know, but some I, I've, I've learned because some people really are drawn to more of the introspective and some more drawn to the creative. So I, you know, something for everybody. Yes. So what we have, and the next one I have coming up is called true expressions and it starts on November the 10th. It's a 14 day workshop. And that's going to be more of those introspective type of prompts, a little okay. bit more personal. And then in December, I do this every December, uh, I do a seven-day creative journaling workshop called Gifts. And so a little bit of a holiday theme there, but a general oh, yeah. holiday theme. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Gifts. That's nice. So it works for everybody. And, and that one has a little bit more of the fun, creative journaling type of exercises. But all of those are still going to offer you a lot of great insight, too. And then I'm doing another version of my signature 21-day creative journaling workshop in January, January 12th. And I'm calling it Expressions Remix because I'm going to do a little bit of a highlight from my past three versions of Expressions. So it'll be some of the greatest hits okay. along, along with a few, <laughs> uh, you know, brand new prompts as well. Okay. And great. so all that information is on the website. Great. It all sounds fantastic. Yeah. And do you have anything for the Journal Talk listeners specifically? Of course I do. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you all to sit here and listen to Nathan and I as we talk about some of the things that we love best in the world, because that's a real, real pleasure. So for any of the workshops that I mentioned, uh, gifts, expressions, remix, or true expressions, there'll be uh, an opportunity for you to bring a friend for free. So if you mention Journal hey. Talk... Yeah. So uh, if you mentioned journal talk and there should be an area on the website, we'll make that very clear for you. If there's any questions, you can always email me and we'll make sure it happens. But so that, you know, you can find a partner to go through the experience with. And, and you know, it's so much more fun, especially, you know, the online experience is great, but it tends mm-hmm. to be, it can be 
a little cold and impersonal because you're not with that, you know, group experience. And so, you know, having a friend who's doing it with you can really not only keep you, you know, staying with the program, but also it becomes much more of a a deepening, richer experience, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for making that available. Use the word journal talk and bring a friend for free. I love it. That's super. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Any other takeaways, anything that you would like us to consider or any other tips or tricks up your sleeve, Louisa, that we can part with on a note of magic? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I guess the thing that I would really, you know, because so much of our talk today has been about just passion in general, Mm -hmm. that journaling is such a wonderful, wonderful way to get to know yourself and to, to become aware of of what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would share with everybody is it doesn't have to be journaling, but to just encourage you to give yourself permission to find an outlet mm-hmm. for, for what you love and for what you feel and for your ideas, because, you know, we're all brimming with ideas and unique perspectives and for you to be able to express that and then maybe in turn share that with others is a real gift. And I think that if we give ourselves permission to, really do what we love and take care of, of ourselves and in our, our hearts that that really does extend outward and, you know, can, can make the world a, a happier place. So that more, yes. more time you spend on yourself doing things that bring you joy. I think the more joy you bring into the world. Beautifully said. I love it. I love yeah. it. Thank you so much, oh. Louise. This has been great. We'll stay in touch. I'll definitely, I'm going to your website. Just, I don't think I've signed up for your newsletter. Okay. So I'm going to sign up for your newsletter there. I I know you send out that on a frequent basis. Yeah, pretty much every month. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to kind of keep in touch with what you're doing and where you're going because I need some movement in my my body. (laughs) I hear you. I do. And I know you'll find your way. (laughs) I will. I will. Thank you so much. Have a a great rest of your week. Thank you, Nathan. It was such a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Okay. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da-da-da.